0: Hey y'all, welcome to season two, episode five of Recollect. Did y'all know that black history is what two black vegan women ate for dinner in February? And of course, it's about their funny stories too. In this episode, Dr. Candace Parrish is back with us. She is the owner of Yellow Plate Vegan. Her and I play with our food. We tell our stories about it all. And we let our family experiences with all kinds of interesting things like collard greens, broken dolls, movie theaters that serve what brussels sprouts we tell it all and we laugh our asses off of course because that's what we do i want you all to know that in this episode we end up giving you some pretty good food recipes and some natural aromatherapy and some foraging tips and we end up also letting you know all about some workshops that are coming up one in particular next sunday That is for black women with homestyle cooking where you get on Zoom and you do what Candace and I are doing. Candace is going to lead y'all through a really cool vegan recipe that is from her uh, company. And I'm going to help y'all tell your food story. For more information about that workshop, go to herstorygardenstudios.com. And look, don't forget to check out Candace on her website, which is Yellow Plate Vegan, and her other website, Odelia, Marie, and Patrice. She is all about making some vegan products for inside and outside the body. If you like what you hear, don't forget to tell somebody and listen in. I, I saw this on a pizza at Whole Foods that I got one time. And I was like, that's fucking genius. So I took the Brussels sprouts and I cut them so that they look like little tiny rounds, you know, just sort of slicing mm-hmm. them. Yep. And uh, so I put my tomato sauce on, uh, you know, that thin, thin crust that you can get from uh, Whole Foods. Yeah. Um, on one of those, I sliced them up. So it's like on there visually, it looks like sausages or something, you yeah. know. And uh and some onions and I roasted that by itself a little bit first. So I'll sprinkle some oil olive oil on top because that makes the Brussels sprouts crispy. And I got that right. from an ex. Um so then they're kinda like roasted. And then I put my um my vegan cheese on top and, and stuck it back in there. And then no no before I put the cheese on, then I took your the, the yellow plated vegan yellow mm-hmm. yellow plate vegan, um that has the um vegan seasoning yeah the vegan seasoning <laughs> mm-hmm. with the um nutritional yeast and the oregano and stuff in it and i sprinkled that on there and that really like popped up the flavor of the Ooh. um <laughs> of, of the brussels sprouts and i then i put my cheese on top and stuck it all back in the oven and oh my god i was supposed to eat like half of it and i was gonna save the other half for lunch the next day I ate the whole Yeah, it sounds delicious. it was really good. I was like,, mm-hmm. I don't know, just finding new ways to um you know trying to trying to not be boring with it and stuff, but anyway what i was what I was supposed to be asking you about before I got pissed off about. Uh, the commercialization of uh, and further commodification of black people. Like they, we're in the machine. They th- throw our asses in the machine over everything. So over Black History Month, before I was thinking about that uh, and then changing my mind about that, I would have been asking you about, um, you know, not associated with Black History Month, but just since we're going to do a workshop on our stories and food, I was going to play a little game, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so fuck Black, Black History Month, um, yeah, I was going to play a game uh, about food, uh, since oh, in the, yeah, lovely. yeah, yeah, so yeah, but don't play with your food, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, so then we could play it back and forth, like, like, um, it's like, think of it, an ingredient that you used in the last week, I'm making this up, Think of an ingredient that you used in the last week in your cooking and then say it to me and then I'll tell you something that I think, feel or remember, especially if I remember a story or a memory associated with it. Okay. Well, let's see. You talked
1: about two, but I'll just say, this week I I did cook
0: uh collard greens oh <laughs> 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 this is okay oh my god i've forgotten this okay so one time on christmas um I wasn't a really big doll, doll kid, you know. Okay. Um, but a couple of times I got a doll, you know. So you 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 get what you get when I was growing up, you know. Yeah, that's would Yeah, exactly. And and you'd be grateful for it, you know. So you don't, even if in your heart you're like, damn, I don't want no damn doll. <laughs> you don't say that to your parents. You go, oh my god, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, one year. I got a Betsy Wetsy doll. Now I did ask for a Betsy Wetsy doll. So this no. doll, what it what it used to do. And I There's got a she, and I got a one too. Yeah. Oh you remember it went to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. So it must have it had like sand in the bottom of it or something. But I just remember oh my god, this is jacked up. I just remember this part as being not it seemed cool as a kid, but now that I'm fifty six and saying it out loud, you spank its bottom and you sit it down <laughs> And that's how I falls asleep, wow now i'm thinking back on <laughs> that I'm like that's totally fucked up but um but so so my sister and i um she got something else, I think she wanted the doll, you know, <laughs> my kids my parents there were a lot of us, so sometimes yeah. they get a little confused, <laughs> you know and it's like. When they wouldn't remember, oh, this one wanted that doll and that one wanted that or whatever. But right. I just remember my sister, who's a year older than me, being pissed that I got that doll. And uh, and so we were in the basement. I can't remember what she got. Uh, something that, she, that was a toy, but she had to say thank you, but she didn't want it. And we were down, like, in the basement. I think it was after Christmas dinner or maybe it was before. And we took some of the collard greens down there. And we were, you know, gonna, just playing. And I was going to... Uh, and so she was like, "Here, feed your um, feed Betsy, Wetsy, you know, through the little bottle holes." She was like, "Feed her some collard greens, <laughs> feed her, feed her some, feed her some stuffing, feed her some." And she just like kept filling it up, especially the collard greens, and just like sticking them through the hole and everything. And of course, she was tear, tearing that damn doll up. But, right. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, that is a weird collard green memory. And then she was like, I she, I was like, that's not going to fit in this. And she was like, I'll chew it up. And like, she was just like sticking it in the bottle.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Did the doll break?
0: Well, yeah. After a while, I was just like, like the next couple of days, I was like, I couldn't play with it because it was just like, had rotted f- food in the head. Okay. So that's not like a lovely, like, vegan food story but it's <laughs> <laughs> but oh it's, my god but it's a story that i remember based on the ingredient um right so uh okay here's yours um Brussels sprouts okay um Brussels sprouts
1: i don't have i don't have a um you know what I mean, like any early memories from it, because it just wasn't a food that, I don't know if your family was using it, but no. you know what I mean, like from young we didn't have Brussels sprouts um, but when my mom first made them they were, unfortunately wasn't vegan they were wrapped in bacon
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's like my introduction to them um, but since then they became like one of my favorites. Like they're just so good. You know what I mean. You can yeah. make them so many ways. Um, just like you said with your pizza, you shave them down. Every week I cook Brussels sprouts, so it's like something that I repeatedly have like each week. Yeah. For for both for like flavor and taste, but also like fuel and sustenance. How do you? Cause they can be you, like hearty.
0: Yeah. What do you? How do you make them?
1: So I actually, um, and and, you know, it's coming up, I actually chop them up to pieces, uh, not like super small, but I might cut them in four,
0: Mm -hmm. um, if
1: they're reasonably sized, and then saute them um, in the pan with other vegetables and add them to a noodle dish, Um, add them to a rice dish, maybe add chickpeas to that, you know what I mean? Yeah. They just can go kind of anywhere, and of course you can like roast them by themselves and actually you know what here's one thing now that i think of it in chicago with my partner at the time we went Mm -hmm. to the movies and the only thing we we were both vegan so the only thing we could get was brussels sprouts yeah but they were so good That we were the next day, we were like, "Let's find a movie to go to, so that we can go back." Wait, what? What what theater
0: did you go to that served Brussels sprouts in Chicago? It was
1: AMC, the AMC in like downtown Chicago. I'm sure there's more than one, but there's one that's kind of like closer to going like to the south side. Yeah, that the, the Brussels sprouts were just so good. What the, what they do to them? 'cause i it must to just like fried them and season them, but you know, like usually when people like make vegetables, yeah out in the world, they just neglect them, they
0: treat them very badly, <laughs> well, that's my problem that I used to before before my daughter came home from a sleepover saying that she had had Brussels sprouts roasted. In the oven with olive oil, and, and we use nutritional yeast all the time. And she was a little kid, but she was like, "Mom, I had nutritional yeast on the Brussels sprouts and roasted in the oven." Then I was like, I felt ashamed of myself because I'd be like, I've been feeding this child just some, you know, not boiled, but definitely just in a little bit of water, just like steamed Brussels sprouts, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's neglecting them, but that's also me being like, "Child, I ain't got time," you know. But it, but you could just turn on the oven and walk away, but uh, well, yeah,
1: I like. And that I'm one. I'm always like I I like stuff quick. I think going vegan has been a part of that mm-hmm. because before I wouldn't mind cooking like stuff for ten hours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But now then, when I went vegan, stuff can be done so quickly. Yeah. I just like to saute, even collard greens. I do not cook them by pot. I saute them. Yeah, me too. And they, yeah, they taste like just like so, real, you know, tasty because you season them well and everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's like I like to saute them. I do like them roasted. So whenever I go to a restaurant and they have roasted, I'm I'm there for it. Um, Colour But greens? then at home, I'm like, let's get it done. <laughs> what, collard greens roasted? Um, I'm, Brussels sprouts. Oh, the Brussels
0: sprouts. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what I heard on um, on, I guess it was yesterday. I was listening to the TED Radio Hour yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and they were like, "So you know the whole thing about cows and methane, right? Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And greenhouse gases." So the whole thing was about their burp. So it wasn't like it was just like it's not the farts, it's not their poop, it's their burp. They, like, (laughs) I know it sounds funny, but they, like, recorded it. And it's just, like, they're burping the whole time they're chewing, you know. And then it's, like, they said two things that seemed contradictory to me. At the beginning of the story, they were, like, 20% of greenhouse gases. And I was, like, 20 fucking percent? That's crazy. But then then they came back, like, a different person who they were interviewing said 8%. But still, that's a... (laughs) that's still a lot so then of course the story went into uh, oh no it wasn't it wasn't um, the TED radio hour it was uh, the Splendid Table okay because I was listening and I was going where is this going you know and of course then it was like the the chef that they had on was a vegetarian chef and so she was trying to answer the question about that uh, that question that's over asked about the whole, if, like, what is it that people can eat who like beef instead, so that we could stop eating so much beef. Um, anyway, I think I'm mixing two things together. <laughs> I think uh. I think it was so there was the TED. It was just so happened it was simultaneous in one day. In the morning, it was on the TED radio hour that they were talking about the greenhouse gases and the cows. And they were talking about, you know, what people could do instead and that the cows could eat seaweed and all of this shit. And then it was uh, later on the splendid table that the woman got asked basically that question, you know, she was a vegetarian chef, like instead of hamburgers, what can people eat, you know?
1: What it, and what is she, I'm curious. What it, How did she answer that question?
0: She said she'd Thank rather. You. Yeah, she was saying that she'd rather not consider um, substitutes for meat, but would rather consider that people simply think differently about vegetables. Right, and I was like, "That's that was a really good answer." And so, then, then they he was like, "Like in what way?" And she was like, um, "Like well, pretty much what you said, like um, roasting, seasoning, you know, because it's the seasoning that people mm-hmm. are really wanting." And she was talking about uh, umami or something, and just like all of these different ways to um, to bring out the flavor or add flavor right. to the vegetables and. You know, rather than, rather than being like, I'm going to give you something that tastes just like that cow, you right. know, except it's not that cow, you know, rather than doing that, just being like, I'm not going to feed you the cow. I'm not going to feed you anything they even, yeah, I'll feed you what the cow eats, but, um, but in a way that is uh, appetizing to you as a human, you know. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that that was was interesting because the guy who called said, you know, I'm a straight up carnivore, you know, he goes, I'm embarrassed to say, and I think a lot of people get into that now, just being like embarrassed that, or defensive, you know, like you haven't said anything, but they're defensive, you know, or they they notice that you don't eat meat and then they're defensive about the fact that they do eat meat. And so I had a thought. Candice, I was like, what if, you know, the, the, in terms of the, uh, this is going far. Cause this is like, there's the vegan conversation and then there's this, what if, you know, like if everybody was allowed to just eat what they were craving or what felt natural, but at the same time, um, not be consuming something that is 10 times far removed from, from you in terms of the process of eating and that's for vegetables either, that you actually eat it first was closer to the first generation of it, in other words, first generation is you went outside, you saw the dandelion green, you picked it, you watched it, you ate it that's first generation, you know second generation would be you planted intentionally the dandelion seeds and harvested them, and you went outside and picked them and ate them you know mm-hmm. um but in terms of meat it's like. If people crave meat, I mean, we are we have both kinds of teeth. We still have two canines in our mouth, but two or two or four. Are the ones at the bottom of the canines too, the pointy ones? I I don't know, but it always um it makes me think of me
1: sarcastically telling people who are like, I'm a meat eater and I'm like, Well run out into the field and bite that cow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we
1: only have we only have these two
0: fangs left. And they're not sharp. And they're probably all. dull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not sharp at all. You can't even really tell that they still kind of have a little bit of a point on them, so we evolved no. out of it. But what if we were like, dude, if you want meat, go get it. And it would naturally work out that you would only you could only get what you can catch as a human being, right? And you might die. Yeah, you might die in the but, process, but you ain't gonna catch nothing big because ain't nothing. Cause, yeah, it's because it's like everything big is gonna it's gonna be like a challenge. Is it gonna kill me or yeah. am I gonna kill it? And then you can't do anything with anything that big, right? So yeah. mostly you'd walk outside and you'd be like, "All right, squirrel, it's you and me, right, <laughs> right, you and me,
1: yeah." And you know, or while I guess like with guns and stuff. People
0: would try to do their thing but Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're feeding a family, I could see how you'd be like, All right, you know, you we'd go more indigenous and be like, All right, I could take down that thing that's not likely to charge at me, um, and if I take it down I have enough food for me and these other ten people. Yeah, hogs and, and stuff, like like our families used to do. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly
1: we don't even can you imagine it would be such a clusterfuck today we just don't even have that knowledge of like oh like
0: rub it down with salt and like exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly we wouldn't know some people would
1: not handle the meat well and would also find illness that way
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well which is what used to happen you know is what was exactly what used to happen so um so anyway, what if we were, um, I was thinking about this, um, that game that I play used to play with the kids when they were little It's like, we're walking around anywhere and I'm, and I'm like, okay, you know, what are you going to eat? You know, like if, if this is it, if you can't get it out of these woods or if you can't get out off of this, uh, mountain, even in the desert or wherever you are, like, um, what would you, what would you have for shelter? What would you eat? Uh, where would you sleep you know and just you know that that's sort of like oh you know huh well if it came down to it you know what would you do so I don't know when you're when you're um, cooking your food do you ever think about like where you where it comes from or what you would do if you had to if all the shit shut down you yeah, know, we talk talk about capitalism and stuff a lot. Yeah, what do you say if the bubble bursts? Yeah, if the bubble bursts. <laughs> yeah, if the bubble bursts, um, where are you gonna get your food?
1: Yeah, so in 2020, I took a foraging class and I started to really get immersed in that. Um, and. Um, of course like my uptake on true foraging processes has been halted
0: mm-hmm. because
1: for me it would be great if i could do one of those tours like sort of like what i did with you yeah but like have someone more often that i can go with and i feel like in 2020 a lot of them kind of like halted the big group stuff yeah you kind of just have to like find somebody you know what i mean that you know who can do that with you um but I have some books and stuff, and sometimes I will just take them out with me and try to identify the stuff because you, know, you know, everything almost has like an identical thing that will get you out of here. Yeah. Um, one of the one of my favorite people that I follow mm-hmm. on um, Instagram is she's called the Black Forger. Yeah. I and her. She, yeah, <laughs> she's always like at the end, don't die. <laughs> 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 a lot of stuff is like oh if you flip it over and it's got the fuzzies it looks identical but you know what I mean so yes. I've been trying to really like understand um just sort of the laws of nature and then like also with bugs and stuff you know things that are super bright stay away from the you know what I mean like poisonous what like types of plants and things are poisonous um yeah. and when I go on hikes and stuff with my dog now I'm looking around like, okay, we're far enough away from like, you know, process sort of lands. Mm-hmm. So where where are the mushrooms now? Where are the this? Where are the that? You know? Yeah. Um, where's anything that I could sort of like grab and begin my process with comfort? Because I'll see stuff, but it's like also my like comfort level. Yeah. Like, mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why it's good to have, like, um, people around you where that understand, like, you might understand one thing, but then they might understand something else. Like, I don't have right. the, um, because I never liked mushrooms, I don't have the, uh, the foraging expertise. The only thing I know is turkey tails, you know, right. and, and pretty much... I pretty much know that because i'm like if I ever had to eat some mushrooms, I want to eat something that looks like a potato chip, so <laughs> yeah, a little thin crisp <laughs> exactly, so i don't really uh know the other, so I'd have to either learn up or uh, get some just basic um skills because usually with most foraging there's some basic skills for types of. Yeah. Plants that you're looking for, where it's like um, anything with this means don't eat it. So, you know, you there's some basic things to probably know about mushrooms that I would want to know. But, you know, in terms of uh, regions, like I have a lot of knowledge uh, of what to eat here in the Piedmont. You know, most yeah. of that is yeah. just collected from just uh, common knowledge, like being with other people, you know, right. who know. Um, and can say, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. Or and some of it came from um, back when I was in my 20s. That's a chapter that I just wrote and Recollect was about um, um, being at Minnie Yancey's uh, house up in the mountains in Kentucky and, mm. you know, her just showing me some stuff or telling me some stuff and me understanding it. And some of it was, you know, like, just from when I first moved here, or before I moved here, you know, when I mm-hmm. lived in Virginia. Um mm-hmm you know, and just collect it and curiosity helps you collect yeah, um, a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you curious about and what are you drawn toward in terms of uh, what to eat out there, rather than it just being this sort of like survival thing constantly, you know, but what are you drawn toward? Right. And curious about. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I
1: think um Today, I've been like, I've been like feeling not just today, but in recent times, if you're questionable about forging, like for the edible parts, like you said, fuel your curiosity and use it for other stuff. So I've made mm-hmm. like um, a pine and orange um, sort of pot that you simmer on the stove yeah. to fragrance your home Oh nice. um, putting pine and vinegar together for a cleaning agent so it's like i've kind of started there until i can get like extremely comfortable and because of where i live where i've decided to uh call my home in pa yeah um and there's really you know beautiful winter time so even though it's cold and i'm over it yeah you know what i mean like that pine like a uh, kind of foresty thing is something to not look past up here mm-hmm. and so I've kind of like infused that I literally just made some soap that will be available in March um that has like Fraser and yeah. I experimented with like mixing it with something I know. So I did like Fraser and Coconut. And oh
0: wow.
1: Um I also did another one where I mixed Alpine's fragrance with um like floral scents. So I made one called Alpine Garden. And I think those like you know what I mean? Just yeah. being around it yeah. is like really like making me confident. Like okay. So the next step for me is to forage some stuff for a bath. Yeah. Yeah, like some pine, some whatever it's going to be. Um, And I, I started to make, and also, here's another thing that I've done too. Because yeah. I can buy my herbs in bulk. Yeah, But I've also started to, there are other people who have farmland or whatever. And they, they get their forage crop and they sell them yeah. on Etsy. So today I have tea that has forged goldenrod in it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and so it's like, even if you don't feel comfortable at first, you can still like pick your curiosity in different ways. Yeah. Of like, okay, let me get it from someone who knows what they're doing, or let me at least go and, and make some sort of cleaning concoction or, you know. And yeah. then I think eventually, like you said, your knowledge accumulated. Yeah. Eventually you'll get to the point where, you know, okay, I can get this pine from over here and I can take a bath, you know, in it, add it with my Epsom salt and, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Or you could say that's the leaf that goes to this. Like, like I, um, uh, the two things that I, that are coming to mind that, uh, in Kentucky that I did, that I learned was, uh, looking for mayapple, Um, Mm. and, um, and, oh my God, it was so hard to dig because it's on runners, you know? So, but uh, but my son being like two years old, he's asleep, you know, in the car and Minnie and I are up on some mountain just digging. And she's like, just keep digging. And I was like, it's really hard. And she's like, yes, yeah, because it's on runners. So you really got to, it takes a long time to get it all and find it all. And we just would dig and dig and, and cut and dig and dig and cut and dig and dig and, dig and then uh, dry it out, uh, wash it and dry out the roots on, in the sun And then we drove to Irving, Kentucky, and sold it to the medicinal herb company. Yeah, yeah. And And that's,
1: that's like, that to me, that's so magical. That's why I have, like, such an urge to, like, get out and forage, you know? Like, I watch my grandmother do her stuff, and I know, like, the history of our people. And there's just so much that comes from, like... Doing your own and, and yeah. being connected to the earth. One of my favorite um, chefs, his name is Francois. Oh my God, Francois something. I'm forgetting his last name. Uh-huh. He's not vegan, uh-huh. right? He became my favorite chef before I was vegan. But he's still my favorite chef, even though I don't like that he cooks meat and stuff. Yeah. But when you see like what he does, he has a Netflix special... Um. He's, like, in the secluded woods. And uh-huh. if he's going to, like, cook an animal, he, like, caught it. He's, like, got it on a steak. You know, he's doing whatever. He's doing what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, the first like if you want it, you, like, go and get it, right? Yes. But he also focuses on vegetables a lot. And so he will cook, you know, um, I guess, like, in the places where they have, like, the hot clay. Yeah. He'll cook potatoes and... Carrots and a bunch of root vegetables, you know, get it, cover it up, and cover it up in hot clay. Oh and wow! Cook it that way. Yeah, he's like, and it's such like an art form. It's like, oh my god, I would love to like do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's nice. That's nice. Pick
1: up some roots and then go make some money for it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean that was the best part. and That I um I took my my cut of it. And um, she was like, you know, what are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with your money? And I went and bought a fiddle, um, much to her, sh- you know, chagrin. Because <laughs> then I was like trying to play it, and she was like, uh, "Why don't you go up in that cedar grove, you know, and try to play some?" And she told me snakes might snakes are gonna come out of the ground. I was like, I thought she was just saying that to just get me to go away. And I was up there in that cedar grove on the side of a mountain playing the earth was all dry and stuff and black snakes came out of the ground yeah yeah. what do
1: they feel like who is who is like doing like we gotta see what's going on up I here I guess the
0: screeching something about the screech cause I didn't know I play no damn fiddle I mean I'm a good I can play guitar <laughs> now I can play my guitar really really well but back then I thought I had imagined I mean too much watching Little House on the Prairie I was like I'm totally gonna be like getting down like turkey in the straw <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Look was, at you. You did just, summon
1: the snakes. It was just screeching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so oh, and, funny. But the fact that she knew what was going to happen is even really
0: funny. Check it out. Zoom just said, are you playing music? Question mark. <laughs> No, and we do
1: not own the rights to that either. Please go back away. I know, right? Just like, did I
0: just hear Charki in the Straw"? (laughs) Sometimes technology is too smart. Yeah, we're gonna we're getting ready to meet the end. We're gonna meet the technology on the other end in a minute. You know, because like it's so technol we're so technologically advanced now that we we don't even know nothing. You know, it's just like we know so much we don't know nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and
1: I just saw like a petition today to um, help regulate algorithms because they're doing the same discrimination that we fought for, that our ancestors fought for with civil rights. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. They're just doing it online, and there's no regulation on that because you know what I mean. Yes. As we enter this space, so all the bots and algorithms on social media, and you know, yeah. Yeah. look at the highest paid like influencers they're all white mm-hmm. like all of that stuff is like wrapped up
0: you know yeah it's like it's like it's so it's so advanced and removed that we we don't even see it happening right you now don't even see and it happening wake up and like ah i know it can be so daunting though like even with our food like um i have met several people and i used to be one of them of course as a kid. Um, like where all the food is so processed, you know, for my mom's generation though, it was like, they were being told Like this is before you had to have the label, the uh, nutritional label on things. So they would just get told, you know, um, that, Oh, this is full of vitamin C or, Oh, this is good for your kids. Or, you know, it has calcium or, and right. they would just buy it. You know, they didn't know, uh, they didn't right. know to think oh, this shit we're thinking about how yeah. processed it is and how far removed and how it's like, it's like 20th generation from the actual plant and, you know, none of that stuff, you know, even though they grew up eating crops, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then getting duped um, socially and, and, and sociologically to think right. that that's poor stuff. That's what poor people do now you're in the city and you know you have a more industrialized life and you know so you can you can go to the store and buy packaged food where you ate like that before because you didn't have a choice but to go outside and pick your and eat something out of the ground right it's it's interesting how we've come now to this place where that is like the thing like um you know everybody wants um in the city, like, the I may as well say the white folks want in the city to be able to have the right to have chickens and to be able to, like, take their whole, whole yard and turn it into an urban garden and, right. you know, yeah, and all of these things where, where it's like, so they figured that out some time ago and farmer's markets and stuff being, like, where they go, you know, and it's like, now we're going, oh, okay, wait, it's not something that I need to be like ashamed not ashamed of that's the wrong word it's not something that that i need to be removed from it's something that i better hurry up and get close to because it could save my life you know right yeah yeah it's like there's too many there's so many things right now where it's just like you need to be as healthy as you can fucking be you know Right. Yeah. You know, put COVID and cancer together all by themselves this is themselves and that's two things that it's like what the fuck, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not to mention all the other health stuff. Um that we got, go through. We got a lot of retraining the body and retraining the DNA in the body. Um training it out of one, all of the all of the bad food that we had to eat, you know. Right and now that we just eat um but then also training it out of all of the trauma you know right because those two things put together are are deadly force you know yeah yeah very true so there's the vegan so there's the person who could be vegan who's eating and i've seen this um with friends who have recently gone vegan they're just eating so much processed food that it's just like Boo, okay, yes, you got the vegan part right. So there's no meat in it, but it's also so processed that the sodium level, the, you know, all yeah. of the, the, the preservatives, the, all of the other stuff in it is still, it's poison, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah so. they will, they will have to continue exploration because it's not like you just go vegan and that's it
0: right exactly. um
1: those things that remind you of other things are kind of like your leaping ground yeah and and to this day like i still cook with like vegan chicken mm-hmm. um i found a company daring that doesn't make strange like stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but what's the company uh,
0: back to like when i huh what's the company uh, daring daring okay
1: d-a-r-i-n-g mm-hmm. daring they make a um uh like a vegan chicken that you can put in like your stir-fry stuff um i found one called delight
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and that's the best like company that i've had thus far but um when you go vegan, I think those those a bunch of those things are the stepping ground, like the burgers, the blah blah blah, the sausages. Um, which like I'll still eat them like here and there or whatever.
0: Yeah. But
1: um then you have to also continue your exploration into like what it is that makes this like veganism. And it's not just like those processed things. Like I think that could be a good part of your journey to like escape. But then you need to continue to, like, push, right? Like, don't, like, get there and then stay there. Exactly. Um, For me, like, I always love vegetables. But, like, then going vegan, doing the transition, and then going further, vegetables are, like, everything for me. Mm -hmm. I have got to have, like, the vegetables. And when I go out of town um to various places i always usually get a kitchen but sometimes i can't and i'm like where's the place where i can just get a plate full of vegetables
0: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) make that happen for me (laughs) i know and i like and for me if i end up in a in a city that kind of has that food desert feeling to it um or where all of the vegetables are they kinda of smelled a little bit like a basement or something, or they're all like Yeah, I'm not kidding. You know what I'm talking <laughs> no, it about. Happens, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um or you know, that's the best that the folks can do in that area right then because it's like where there's nowhere to really get fresh, fresh stuff. I have found that if I go to wherever the Asian food is, um yes. <laughs> and then I just i I'm asked the question to make sure there's no MSG. But then, other than that i tend, there tends to be a lot of like fresh stuff steamed stuff, you know, like on the yep. on the menu, just as part of the cuisine, you right. know, so that if nothing else i can I can have that, or if I'm in a city where it's like all the restaurants are big bob's buffalo beef <laughs> beef barn <laughs> you know, so that at least there's um there's i can always you know say okay well let me look up the let me look up the rest the asian restaurants because yeah they'd say, so and that's you know. usually
1: what my takeout is is yeah. asian
0: restaurants because
1: they are they have like the culture already has a long standing history of veganism vegetarianism so you can get like a tofu with um vegetables or just like vegetables um
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know in various manners that yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Yeah. Works out for the diet if yeah. you're going to be out and about. Yeah. Thai food as well. So that's a serious tip, you know, for anybody listening to know that, you know, if you like, like if you end up somewhere where you're like, okay, do I need to just go off of my veganism right now for, it's like, no, you don't have to. There's there's things that you can eat, um, yeah. you know, if you're going to eat out you know, look up the Asian restaurants because across the spectrum of, uh, you know, Asian cuisine, Yeah, there's with, within time. the cuisine, yeah, exactly. <laughs> within the cuisine, you know, there is, there are, there are dishes that meat would not be part of that anyway, you know, right. so it's not like they're going to, they have to make it without the meat. It's like, no, they would never make that with meat. Right. This yeah. is, this is the way they prepare it. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think when you first go vegan too, you
1: will you will need to plan mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan less, mm-hmm. but I'm also at a different you know what I mean? I'm at a different stage within it. Yeah, and in, in March 15th, I'll be six years vegan. Oh, wow, um, yeah, so I'm still a youngin (laughs) but (laughs) I've gotten to a point where at least like I can travel without like having to do so much prep Mm -hmm. but I think when you first go vegan because everything is so new I think that you should prep like go figure out where you're going yeah and then find the resources there so you know ahead of time so that you don't find yourself in a feeling trapped with no solution
0: yeah but to do, do
1: whatever and then you might also have to um when I first went vegan now now there's like so many more options right but when I first went vegan and I know for sure when you went vegan uh-huh. it right. wasn't a bunch of stuff around exactly. so we had to bring stuff um we always had to like bring stuff like to wherever or find a place that has a kitchen you know mm-hmm. Yeah, um, now there's a there's more options but yeah
0: yeah and there are more more options and and I still do uh like my first thing is to look for someplace with a kitchen you yeah. know mm-hmm. um and even like if you leave in the country you know cause sometimes people say well where do you think you're going to eat vegan if you go into Ghana or if you're going to and I'm like I'm going to do what the people who live there do I'm going to market you know they have yeah and i'm gonna buy my food and cook my food you know every 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 country no matter where you go has a protein in in that where you can have a protein that is not meat right um very true yeah and i remember in in mexico
1: i did that i cooked the most epic like lunch in this small hut kitchen but because the local market was amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything was so fresh tasting, you know? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. When I went to Ghana, I, um, I, you know, I went and I just, I bought like four different beans that, you know, just buying them based on what they look like. Because they didn't quite look like our the beans that are here. But, you know, four different kinds of beans, um, root vegetables, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then had to negotiate with the people who were living around me to kind of leave me alone and let me do my thing. Um, you know, I didn't expect to be in a house with other people, but that happened, and so they were, like, all up in it. Um, yeah, uh, like, why are you doing that? You need to put a fish head in there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no! <laughs> but, um, but I did, like, um, you know, so it's also, it was a, this huge opportunity to experiment with their vegetables and stuff that they eat there you know and the green that's similar to collards but not collards the the ground that right. is similar to peanut butter but it ain't peanut butter you know right yeah yeah and so just, you had
1: like real yams or something there, right? yeah
0: yeah <laughs> actual yams <laughs> yeah exactly you know and that kind of thing but uh oh, you can't eat it. oh what's that that's the million, this, million? Is a, this is a open face
1: plantain <gasps> with some sort of um oh, veggie stir fry that's like what? you know the tomatoes turn
0: into a sauce yeah. with some homemade guacamole on top. Oh that was the word. Mexico meal. See that's what I'm <laughs> talking about. So so um so on the twentieth um you're gonna you're gonna do uh black black folks homestyle, black women's homestyle cooking um on Zoom. For her story garden studios yeah and uh what, what are we making what we're we gonna be making
1: we'll be making a like vegetable pasta dish it's one of my like favorite i love one pot stuff yeah um and i love that it doesn't take forever right so we're just going to be like chopping up some veggies this is really one of the things i mean we have stated like some things that will be using but this is also one of the things where you can just kind of go and see what you got in there yeah what kind of vegetables you got in there um stir get them stir fried and then toss them up with some um some noodles and some seasoning and it's a very tasty dish you can add ve- vegan cheese if you like or not you know whatever you wanted to do but it's one of those things that can be modified and I cook it a lot too when I go other places because it's Something I know that's they'll have noodles at the grocery store they'll yeah. have some sort of vegetable you know
0: mm-hmm. that you
1: can make into a pasta, yep
0: yeah, and if uh, cause seasoning is seasoning is everything, and so I know that um that yellow plate vegan your company makes um the vegan seasoning because I'd be using it um, <laughs> yeah, and so um uh, is there other are there other um seasonings that you that you make that you would advise people to kind of either either do something with it, have on hand, you know, or different foods that they can make with it?
1: Yeah, we have a turmeric and um, a sage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sage is important to the vegan diet because if you are kind of like wanting... A flavor that's reminiscent of like meaty like sausage I kind of you know sage is something that is often ground up in sausage and so that can kind of give you like one of those flavors yeah um and I like turmeric too sometimes I'll put turmeric in the vegetable stir fry to just give it like another flavor and of course the beautiful bright orange texture and all of its um yummy yummy benefits um so and yeah, those are joints. a few and, and of course nutritional yeast is like a staple for vegans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, other people
0: too. Yeah, and turmeric is good for um, you know, fighting um high blood pressure and good for your joints yep. too. Yep. Swelling and so stuff
1: it's like that. you I see people take the turmeric capsules. Yeah. Uh, and I was just telling uh, I was telling my par my partner's mom at the time to Mm-hmm. just cook with it like also yes. sprinkle it into your food you don't have to just take the capsule but you can cook with it and you know
0: yeah get
1: all benefits as well
0: yeah and pretty it's pretty and it's tasty too um okay yeah. so one more uh food memory because the other thing we're going to do is write um i'm going to um, guide folks into writing based on um based on food memories um but sage sage Age. what does it make you feel think or remember do you remember um anything in your life based on that herb
1: my grandmother used sage along with other herbs to make sort of her baked dishes yeah and um yeah they're just kind of really effortless and the abundance of flavor that like these herbs can bring is just like crazy yeah even if you cooked with stuff and you taste it without salt like the the layers and so i think sage is like stuck with me and then for me it just brings out some different properties in the food so it's just one of those herbs that i love to um use Mm -hmm. i i use it pretty much every time i'm cooking and oregano as well
0: (laughs) yeah I remember uh, sage from um, from my mom making uh, stuffing, um, you know, for Christmas and Thanksgiving, um, and then also in the sausage that she would make. So she had a sausage maker, and she would actually make the sausage. And, um, and of course, you know, growing up, I didn't associate the flavor as singular by itself. I didn't even know that it was coming from an herb. I had to grow up and be like, oh, my God, sage. You know, like, that, yeah. that smells like... Thanksgiving, it's like, that's, that's the, that's what was in it. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, um, if people who are taking the workshop, um, when they sign up, they, they they'll get, um, mailed to them a bottle of the vegan, uh, seasoning and it'll arrive before the workshop or after the workshop, or they still get, you know, it's like, they're going to have it anyway. And if people are not even taking the workshop, how do they order, um, the seasoning if they want it?
1: So you can actually go to ypvegan.com. That's ypvegan.com. And you can place your order for the seasoning um, that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We have other stuff too, like candles and other like herb-based products and stuff,
0: teas. Yum. Yum. Well, what's your favorite? I can't wait for you to visit again so that you can see some of the stuff that I've been growing and cultivating. Um I got um, the idea from you to take my rack that used to be in my bedroom, that wooden uh, bamboo uh, rack, and to put that in the back hallway um, where there's just, there's nothing but light and to put some of my herbs and stuff on that to keep them throughout the winter. Um, And so I've been doing that. And so then I've just been picking off of that for my teas. But before we go, what's a favorite uh, winter uh, drink that you like to make?
1: Um, I think the one... So I usually like to put rose and stuff because I feel like it makes things, like, decadent. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but today, the tea that I made was really good. It had goldenrod, um, dried um, mulberry, and mm. calendula. Mm. And I think that that was just, like, a very for like this cold times you know what i mean it was like a nice treat i i somehow like want to say thick like the tea is not thick right but
0: like
1: it's just somehow it's like heartier cozier
0: yeah you know (laughs) yeah it's it's almost like woodsy you know yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. when i when i mix a bunch of stuff together like from my herbs or like adding in my herbs plus other dried herbs that i already have And I just like let them steep in the bottom of a, yeah. of a cup. And then I'm like drinking that. Well, I just feel like like there's stuff in my body, maybe in my bloodstream. I don't know. But it feels like it's it's one, waking up, and two, feeling comforted, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I can't wait. I can't wait for the 20th and for uh, us to just have some time to be with just the thoughts of of food and actually be doing it. Because food tastes better you know for if anybody out there by, who lives by themselves like i do food tastes better when you're making it with other people you know it does. um and i just i just always like feel so good about even like if i'm like say call you while i'm cooking or uh or have somebody over and we eat on the porch when it's warm outside. <laughs> you know, and it's just like the food tastes better because of people. So I'm really yeah. um looking forward to cooking on Zoom with a bunch of black women. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and being, and being guided by your food wisdom and your fun. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow plate vegan. Yellow plate vegan. Yeah. Yay. I'm so happy to join the movement.
1: The phenomenal <laughs> movement for black women to tell and share their story. It's, yeah. Are we gonna do that through food? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna share your story, you may as well do, you may as well do it over a good meal. <laughs> right, right, right. (laughs) all right thank you dr candace thank you dr lockhart (laughs) (laughs) if y'all are listening to recollect you know that this is all about black women decolonizing through nature and story and there are several other episodes go back in time and listen to what's been going on with these conversations and recollect is listener supported so please go in and become a sustainer and enjoy